Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 2019 feels like the fourth season of 2016. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am John R. Bray. And I am Heather B. Armstrong. And it's been it's been two weeks now. We missed missed last week and really intended to, you know, maybe announce that on social media, but sometimes life is less accommodating than we'd like. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes we have a hundred and two degree fever, mm-hmm. so you know. Full of surprises. <laughs> oh man, I don't think Lita has ever been that sick. I don't think. Oh really? Yeah, I don't think she's ever been that sick in her entire life. She came down with, and apparently this is going around. Is it going around where you are? Not that I've heard. I actually, Lexton has a cold right now, but not anything beyond that. What did? I mean, was it just like was it the flu? What was going on? It was. It was a flu, but it was also like a a coughing flu. Oh, God. She developed a cough that would rattle the fucking house. It just, like, it, it like the whole house would shake when she would cough. And so um, she had, like, a 103-degree fever and chills, and she stayed in bed for, like, four and a half days. She didn't leave her room. She was so sick and delirious and didn't know where she was and didn't know who she was and... Um, it was really, it was sad. <laughs> was she like irritable about it or just completely laid out? Oh, she kept apologizing. <laughs> oh, there we go. That sounds right. <laughs> That's, it's one of the things that we're, I'm trying to dis her, disabuse her of this whole apologizing. She's like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sick. I'm no, I know that this is a lot of work for you. And I'm like, oh my God, it's my job as a mom to take care of you when you're sick. She's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then I slept with her one night actually, because I was so worried. She was so, so, so sick. And I just wanted to make sure she was okay. And then a day and a half later, Marlo got sick, came down with the same thing. Oh, man. And then an hour later, after Marlo got sick, after Marlo woke up sick, I got a fever that hit me out of nowhere. And <laughs> I haven't had a fever in a very long time. And I was just so delirious. Just I didn't know where I was. Yeah. So I haven't had a fever in years, so I can't I can't even imagine. Yeah, it was it was it was really strange. I felt like I was on a drug and I couldn't form words and I didn't like the room was like it wasn't spinning it was just at a weird odd angle and <laughs> oh wow so that's why there was not an episode last week um my children got sick and missed four days of school and are now aggressively trying to make up all that work oh I forgot about the school that had to have been terrifying for Lita <laughs> yeah 
was a little terrifying for Lita. Oh. And Marlo just didn't really care. <laughs> eh, it's no big deal. Yeah. That is that is an unforgiving part of illness as a kid, though. Like, there's just the fact that they hand you four days of homework and then four days of in-class work and just expect that you'll find the time to do it. Yeah, she she was really, really, really worried about it. And I said, you know, Lita, your people get sick. This happens. So your teachers will understand that you they have to give you like by law, they have to give you the time to make it up because people get sick. You, this is not your fault. This You aren't being truant. So she like last she got home yesterday and did homework until she went to bed. Because she's not one of those kids who's actually going to use the time she's given. She's right. just going to plow through it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's plow. probably what I would do. Otherwise, it just lingers. Yesterday, I went to, it's called a career in college assessment. I don't know wow, I don't know what the term is, but I went to her counselor, uh, her guidance counselor, and we had a meeting about her four-year plan and... Um, oh my God. <laughs> Good times. Oh my God. She's taking three classes next year that I took my senior year. AP classes. Yep. As a sophomore. And, as a sophomore. And I turned to her as the counselor was telling her, like, this is what you're, this is what you need to take next year. And I turned to her and I said, do you uh, do you understand now why I was able to be what I was? Because those are classes that I took when I was a senior. You're taking them as a sophomore. And <laughs> she looked at the counselor and she says, yeah, so uh, my mom was like the valedictorian of her high school. Ugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I looked at the counselor and I said, it's because my curriculum was not like this and my high school didn't have 3000 students and my high school didn't like 150 students last year applied for national merit scholarships at this school yeah and only 14 got them it's so i mean it sounds like that's a competitive school anyway but even when i look at just kind of general workload in regular classes Everything is so much more intense and so much more accelerated now. Right. That it's... Are you noticing that? Oh, completely. I don't think anyone was able to take AP classes when I was in high school as a freshman or a sophomore. Like I just, it it wasn't even possible. And now they can, like now it's becoming a thing. Oh yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, AP doesn't necessarily mean that it's like crazy hardcore intense no they they aren't all like that i ended up taking them because i just i felt like the discussion like the class environment was just better was more enjoyable but yeah the the sheer workload i mean lexton is only in two classes at public school but my god the workload for biology is absolutely insane like I don't, there's no way I have that much to do. Like I will finally kind of wrap my head around one project that he has. And then he comes home with another mm-hmm. one. Like, holy shit, your first one isn't even turned in yet. Yeah. It, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, three AP classes in 10th grade. Yeah. 
And then I'm like, well, then what do you do after that? Like, so she, and I told her, I said, you're taking AP US history next year. I took that my senior year and I did not opt to take the test for college to get the college credit because I didn't learn anything in that class at all. I forgot everything. It went in one year, one out the other. And she's like, seriously? I'm like, yeah, Alita, like, you're comparing yourself to me where, like, you know, 25 years ago. Oh, my God, it was 25 fucking years ago. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, but even that, you took it as a senior. I actually took that class as a junior. Mm. So it seems like... Maybe that is what's like in when Marlo is there, is it going to be offered as a freshman? Like you can take an AP class as a freshman. I met some kids this weekend who are going to a high school that is arts based. Okay. And I'm going to look into that. For Marlo? Yeah. You don't think she's going to be on the AP track? Mm, Maybe. I don't know. Right now, right now, it's all fucking up in the air. Right. Well, it's, I mean, it's two things. It's like the the ability to do it, but then the sheer interest. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's a smart kid, but from the sounds of it, striving through AP classes just might not be her might not be her jam. Yeah, and I think she, I, I yesterday. Well, how how have you handled this time change? By the way. <laughs> This time change, I feel like in in all honesty, it's hit Lexton way harder than me. But it's, it was kind of weird. So I've never, I don't, I tend to go to bed on the earlier side. Mm-hmm. I was up when the time changed on Sunday morning. Because it changes at some weird like 2, 11 a.m., yeah. something. I'd totally forgotten about it. So I was up cleaning my kitchen because I live life on the edge. And looked at the clock and I'm like, 3.15? I swear it was just like 1.45. How is it 3.15? And I spent quite a while trying to figure that out. And then finally went to bed and thought maybe it was just so late I was losing my mind. So I think I I think I think unintentionally settled into it okay. But mm-hmm. Lexton was with Heather for the weekend and I picked him up at like noon or 12.30. He was like dead. Couldn't figure yeah. out what time it is. Didn't know how he felt. Didn't want to eat breakfast. Didn't want to eat lunch. It destroyed him. Your kids too? Um, yeah, it's been really hard for them. Um, they're really, 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 really tired. And that's that. this is also because they're still trying to get better. You know, I'm still a little sick. Like I'm still not 100% in either of they. Right. Saturday, we hosted a couple of Cowboys friends and they have three boys. And so I spent the entire day getting the house ready and like buying groceries and, and then preparing food. I actually prepared food. Wow. <laughs> um, and so when we went to, like we didn't, and we didn't get to bed until like 1230. And so the next day I was just a disaster. I was just done. I was just floored. And then it was time to go to bed. <laughs> yep. Yep. And you feel like you're extra tired, so you're going to sleep really well. And then, I don't know. I mean, we're recording this on a Tuesday. And I adjusted reasonably well to it. But even last night, like Monday night, I'm like, wow, it's already it's already 10 o'clock. It doesn't yeah. feel like 10. And I know that in a few days, we won't 
won't even talk about it or think about it. But it just, and we've probably talked about both time changes every year on this podcast because it just seems so unnecessary to completely fuck up two weeks a year. (laughs) Honestly, I don't, I don't get it. It's so unnecessary. And we got a huge snowstorm on Friday. And so Cowboy went snowboarding on Saturday with his friend and was just dead tired by the time that he got home. And then we had to cook dinner for the people coming over. And then I forgot what we did. Oh, we went and had dinner with his father on Sunday. So yesterday he was super, 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 super tired. And he came home from work early and went up to the bedroom. And he's like, do you want to join me for a nap? And I was like, yes. (laughs) Please, please. (laughs) Yes, please, please, please. And Marlo, I had I had just picked up Mar- Marlo from school, and she informed me that the two packages of the rubber bands that she is now wearing in her braces have gone missing. Oh, well, that's fun. Yeah. So I very circumspectly explained to her that um, she needed to not do that. <laughs> you explained? Uh, I was like, Marlo, you don't understand. Like, I to go pick up new rubber bands from your orthodontist is another hour and a half out of my day. And like, I, I imagine they're they're a little more expensive than like your average rubber bands. I don't. They're they're very specific. Right. I found them on Amazon and I ordered them, but it's a very specific kind, strength, size. Like, it's very specific. Oh, right, because they have to pull. A certain amount. I forgot about that. Yeah. Like some of them have like a rabbit on the on the cover. Some of them have a fox. Some of them have a turtle to sort of like explain the strength. <laughs> anyway, I was just like, hun, like I'm paying every month for you to do this orthodontra work and I'm driving you there once a month and like, please don't lose your rubber bands. And I'm going to go upstairs right now. You need to do your homework and I'm going to go lie down for a minute. <laughs> Mind you, she still doesn't have her um, devices during the week. That's that's still a rule. That's still the, like, she doesn't go online during the week. So you stuck with that? Oh, yeah. That's impressive. Wow. Yeah, it totally transformed her, and I don't ever intend to go back until she can, you know, exhibit that she can handle it. And I I took, like, a 20-minute nap and then got up to finish some work, and I opened the door, and she... (laughs) Oh, she wrote me a card and apologized oh. and put a $5 bill in it Oh, and said, I hope this covers the cost of the rubber bands and I'm so sorry. And I apologize that I did that. And then she had made me out of a, a tiny little water bottle. She had made me a snow globe. <laughs> oh my God. That's an incredibly involved apology. Yeah, it, well, and also it just shows you what she, so she had all, already done all of her homework and all of her reading, and then in the time that she would have been on her tablet or device, she was making a snow globe. Right. And it just goes, like, her imagination is so much more articulated with it gone. Oh, for sure. So, mm-hmm. And clearly it doesn't even take much 
you know, like, I mean, I know you've been doing this for a while, but it's not like she sits around bored for 30 minutes and then decides to do it. It's like anymore. She just imagination takes over and she does her thing. Oh yeah. We have, we have, we have like such like a Mormon collection of like craft shit. <laughs> Cause uh cowboy's daughter is very into art and crafting. And so they just go wild. So and Marlo, was Marlo always into it? Just would spend time otherwise? Or? I think, I think, I mean, she's always been artistic, but I think taking away this, the phone and the, and the iPad have really pushed her to explore this part of her for sure. That's good. But this time change really fucked me up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it does anyway. Right. But the fact that you were all sick, like you went into the time change yeah. already half dead. Yeah. So you were kind of screwed before it even got here. <laughs> and it and it sucks that it's on a on a Sunday. Yeah. I mean, I don't want it at all, but maybe make it a Friday and then everyone because the day goes by quick, so then your Friday's gonna go by quick at work. And mm-hmm. you've got the weekend to kind of recover. Yeah. Right. Otherwise it feels like you lose the last day of your weekend and you're tired, and then the week starts. So do you know the reason behind daylight savings? I do not. I'm sure it made sense at one point, though. The long-standing story, at least what I was taught, is that farmers, we did it for farming, so that they had more daylight to do their jobs. Okay, which makes sense. Uh, that's completely false. Okay. Farmers actually lobbied against it. Oh, God. They didn't need it. They didn't care. They were just like the cows eat when they eat and we farm when there's light. And you know who's behind Daylight Savings? The candy makers. Because they wanted the the candy makers. Because they wanted the extra hour at at Halloween for for kids to consume candy. You're kidding. I'm not. Like they fought for that? They lobbied for it. They lobbied. <laughs> I mean, I know your opinions have changed, but I still hate Halloween. <laughs> that makes me hate it even more. Ooh, wow. I, I was okay with the farmer explanation. Like that, yeah. that at least made sense in some way. Wow. I do. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're dealing with sort of coming off the sickness and... Um, the time change and and also a reminder and I posted this on Facebook and Twitter today uh, the equinox is fast approaching so if you're waking up with like a searing panic in your chest <laughs> there's a reason what is I know you've talked about this on here before but what is the what is behind that so according to my psychiatrist who is the smartest man I know the rapid change in light that happens uh, around the equinox, like in March and the other one is in September. Yeah, I think so. The rapid change really fucks with your ability to regulate your serotonin. Huh. And so so those of us who are prone to have anxiety or depression during these times can experience like really inexplicable pangs of anxiety and depression. He said that the beds at the hospital are, there's a wait list at the hospital at the Neuropsychiatric Institute every March and September. Wow. So 
yeah, and I like last week there was one day that I woke up and like there was nothing that I I needed to panic about and I was panicking and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why? Why? And then all of a sudden I remembered. So That's really strange. I feel like I remember you talking about it in the fall due to the lack of light. And I guess just based on, you know, seasonal affective disorder, things I've heard, that made a lot of sense. But it's interesting mm-hmm. that in a, like an abundance of light also has at least a similar effect. Well, it's it's the change. It's the like all of a sudden like we're getting all of a sudden we're getting more light like very quickly. Um and then we sort of like our that light sort of stays kind of kind of flat in terms of change until the following equinox when it rapidly changes. So I hadn't I hadn't considered that. I think it, I mean yeah. it's a great example of like the world is set up in a certain way to work a certain way. And then we just go and mess with it because otherwise you get like an extra couple minutes on both ends of the day throughout the year. Yeah. Like it increases till June 21st and then it starts to decrease until December 21st, 22nd, whenever it is, and then increases again, but it's slow enough that the body can process it until we jack our clocks. (laughs) That's really interesting. Wow. Huh. Yeah, that's just another friendly reminder about this time of year for everyone. You're not you're not crazy. You're just experiencing light. <laughs> just experiencing light. Yes. Sounds rather spiritual. Well, I had this last weekend was my, you know, off weekend from parenting, and I kicked it yes. off by uh, shutting my finger in the garage door. Oh dear. Which what? Is a hard thing to comprehend because garage doors shut at ground level, but I have my house has a two-car garage, but they're both manual. I haven't put in a like an opener yet. And I was on the phone and holding bags. I'd just come home from the store. And I shut the door partially and then reached up to grab the handle and pull it all the way, but I couldn't reach the handle, so I thought intelligently that I could just grab the seam between the two panels and pull it a little and move my hand in time. That does not work. And I do not recommend it. And I watched my finger get flattened. And it, I mean, it was, it was flat. It is now the size of a small sausage. And this was like four and a half days ago. Did you go to the doctor? No, I think it's, I think it's okay. I think it was, it's kind of like hitting your thumb with a hammer. Like I can, I can bend my, Every single knuckle, I have feeling in my whole finger. It's just the fingernails really probably not going to survive. Oh, God. Yeah. And the, the pressure That's has gone terrible. down. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's my dominant hand and it's my middle finger. So I just feel like. So doing anything at this point is going to be excruciating. Yeah. Typing is great. Like every, every keystroke. Oh, God. It's like Friday, like Friday anything, at five any... on a free weekend. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> of all the times that it could have happened. Yeah. Yeah, because anything involving your fingernail is just not fun. No. You immediately realize how frequently you use a part of your body when you injure it. Exactly. I mean, 
I know even if it was my pinky finger, I would be experiencing the same thing. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah. No, that was really that was really awesome. So, is it wrapped up in a bandage? It's not. It only bled, which is one of those really disturbing <laughs> things about injury because it was sandwiched between two very flat pieces, yet it still bled. So that always <sighs> freaks me out because there was really nothing to cut it. So I really think my finger just gave up eventually. But it really only bled like the first night and then it kind of healed. But I mean, I, I iced it Friday night. I iced it on Saturday and then I iced it again Saturday night. And it's it's doing okay. It's considerably more usable today than it was two days usable. ago. <laughs> you realize like that finger is used for like everything that you do. Oh, yeah. Everything that you do involves that finger. Like... Pull it, putting your clothes on, brushing your teeth, brushing your hair, yep. showering, everything. And it's not a finger. That's just the thing. Like if it was the pinky, even though that's a necessary finger, you can avoid using it because your other four fingers are in line. But when it's your middle finger, you can't like hold that up and still function with the other four because it's just weird. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, everything like doing the dishes is terrible. Mm-hmm. Washing your hair is terrible. Oh, that's a that's a painful one. <laughs> yep. I'm so sorry. That's so terrible. Yeah. It's all part of the flow. <laughs> but I understand why you didn't go to the go to the doctor. <laughs> yep. Because I, I I knew I was gonna go, and odds are they would they would ask me what happened, look at it, and probably X-ray. Not that they can fix anything. Yeah. But probably X-ray, and that's several hundred dollars or a thousand I know in in addition to the appointment and I I don't know I just didn't didn't really want to do that that would have made me even angrier at my finger which is sad I mean I realize how ridiculous it is but no thanks so I don't know if we talked about it here I think we talked about it over text that uh, my doctor, the gastroenterologist, the hot hot gastroenterologist, uh, prescribed me a medication that costs $400 a month. $400 a month. Um, That's with insurance. That's with it. Oh. Yeah. That's with insurance. Wow. Uh, And then I, there's a, you can go online and apply for a coupon. And the coupon got me ten dollars off, so it'd be three hundred and ninety dollars a month. At that point, you almost just pay the other ten because you're just pissed off. Yeah. Well, I'm not taking it. I'm not taking the medication. I can't afford that. Did he like? Um, did you have you discussed it with them? Like, what are my options? Because that's well, so insane. W- I called them and told them that I was not going to do that, and they said, "Well, we can give you some samples, and you can at least try it." You can come down to the, and the office is like 45 minute drive. And I was like, <laughs> I want to go try a medication that I can't afford. No. And so I, uh, so I, the copay, the copay for the colonoscopy was outrageous. Really? <clears throat> yeah. Like hundreds? It was $1,100. Oh, okay. That was the copay. 
Um, that was just the copay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was organizing my office yesterday with the help of Marlo. Um, and I found a bill for her that I had paid, but I forgot that I had paid it. And I logged into the website where all of my bills are sent, like medical bills. And I haven't been sent it in the mail yet, but I saw the cost of the whole procedure listed. Without without insurance, like the full cost? Yeah. Okay. And I don't know what's going to happen with insurance. I don't think insurance is going to cover any of it. Um, and I'm just sort of, it was one of those moments, it, it was the Martin Scorsese, like the foreground gets. Oh, yeah. 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 It was that whole like weird focus situation. Because it's like the cost like, of a small, modest car, probably. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And so I then immediately canceled my follow-up appointment. Um, Sounds and, exactly like my heart episode. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of, and I'm a white middle-class woman and there's no fucking way that I'm going to pay what I pay in a premium and then go back to the doctor and have him charge me another several hundred, if not thousands of dollars to do a procedure. Just not doing it. Yep. So this is, I'm just going to get sicker and sicker and sicker. <laughs> cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, I mean, that's like that's one of the big <laughs> arguments in favor of universal health care is that people just wait because they mm -hmm. can't afford it until they're so sick that the cost of care is astronomical. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I texted a friend of mine at, right after it happened and she's like, well, you should go in. And I like, nope, that's going to be super expensive. And immediately <laughs> nope. she's like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, but it doesn't like, it doesn't make sense. I'd like to go get it looked at. I mean, really, I didn't want to have it happen, but right. Yeah. But I did the same thing. I was supposed to have a cardiologist follow up. And even when I went to the to the general practitioner just for my annual to get that referral, he I told him about being in the hospital and he asked if I was scheduled for a follow up. And I don't know why I lie because I know he has all of my charts. It's like, no, they didn't want me to do anything. He clicks a few things like, well, it says here that you never went. <laughs> like, okay, so let me elaborate on that. And I even told him, I'm like, I know based on the cost of the procedure, how much that follow-up is going to be. And I just couldn't stomach it at the time. Yeah. And he didn't argue. Like, I know he gets it. They have to get it. They have to get it, right? They have to get it. They have to understand that, like, I mean, when you go to the doctor, what is your average copay? Well, I never go normally, but I think my copay 
like if I were to go to the walk-in is 50 or 75 or something. I don't know. I haven't yeah. been in so long though. I mean, there's just that even like just walking in costs you 50 to 75 bucks. Right. And then you have no idea what's going to happen when you get there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Or if they're going to have to have you come back and then pay that 50 or 75 again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know it like talking about it and saying it, it it's ridiculous. I get that. But it's because it's the reality. It's just kind of how it has to be. Which makes it even weirder. Yeah. Besides, in my case, it's just the tip. So I would just have a short <laughs> finger. You know. But I also know that's the other thing. Like they would x-ray it, like do all of this shit. They can't do anything. Like if I broke the bone at the tip of my finger, they're not going to. What are they going to do? Yeah. I mean, it'll just heal. I know sometimes I've heard if you do something like this to your finger, they will drill into your nail to release the blood pressure. Oh, my God. And that makes me feel like I'm going to die. So. (laughs) Oh, my God. Just you saying those words makes me want to die. Yeah. 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 No. No. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping the pressure goes down. It has a little bit. It's a little less black and blue than it was. So. Fingers crossed that it's going to pass because I can't, I can't do that. There's no way. Oh my God. Like you don't want to spend money having somebody drill into your fingernail. No, you know, no. you can think of so many other ways I'd rather spend 50 or $75 plus whatever the cost of the drilling <laughs> procedure. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Yeah. No, thanks. No. Mm. So that no. was my, that was my weekend. It was pretty awesome. Overall, you're just like I just want a normal finger for the weekend. Come on, yeah. it's my free weekend. Yeah, yeah. And and like I, I like I, I think I told you I started going to a girl who does a shellac on my nails. Yeah. Um, and it changed my life because I don't get hangnails anymore. And hangnails were like, like handling my children and their hair and all the stuff like the hangnails were just like bothering me so badly that it changed my life and you don't realize just like your fingers are such an integral part (laughs) of everything you do and it sounds i mean it sounds weird to say that because obviously like we have opposable thumbs clearly our hands are super important but it's i mean the the only analogy i can come up with is like the number of times that the power has gone out and I actually think in my head, I'm like, that's fine. I'll just microwave something. Like, oh, that's right. That also requires electricity. Like, you just don't realize how connected everything is until that connection is severed. Yes. Yes. But the middle finger on your dominant hand, I have to drive too much to have that disabled, honestly. Like, <laughs> it's just, I mean, I guess it looks extra gnarly, so maybe that's more offensive, but... I don't know. Not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan at all. And fuck. Fuck. But I didn't have a fever. So So I kind of think I got out easy on this one. Well, so somebody tweeted the other day. I read this somewhere. I think I actually saw a screenshot of the tweet on Reddit. And it said... 
2019 feels like the fourth season of 2016. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's about right. <laughs> That's a really depressing way to put it, though. I, I saw some time ago someone, I guess they probably just searched Twitter, but they compiled just tons and tons and tons of screenshots of tweets from just random people talking about how Twitter is like endlessly hopeful, even though everything is always shit. And it was like year after year after year after year, people being like, 2012 sucked. 2013 is going to be great. 2013 was shit. 2014 better be better every single year. Like we just expect miraculously the year is going to change and things are going to be great. And nope. (laughs) Nope, doesn't work that way. Nope. Yeah, the fourth season of 2016. Oh, the God. fourth season. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds right. The, and the fourth seasons are always bad, right? <laughs> Four seasons of shows are always bad. They turn it around usually after that, but like the fourth season, they're just like, ah, jacking off as they're writing it, like <laughs> just phoning it in. <laughs> it is kind of, that's interesting you say that because that does seem to be like a breaking point. That's either where it kind of goes totally south and then stops or where it yeah. turns around. And that kind of, de- I think that defines the success of those longer shows. Yes. So maybe we are at a turning point. It's really hard to even say that anymore, but theoretically (laughs) i don't know i'm still not on twitter all that much so i'm very out of the loop in terms of current events and disasters in this country which i know is a privileged place to be and i know i shouldn't do it but god it's so nice because then i sign on to twitter and like oh shit really come on sometimes what i like i was like friday night after that long week and being sick and I sat down and I was just scrolling through my computer trying to answer some email and I just pulled up Twitter and I scrolled through it for like five minutes and I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. No, I'm done. I'm not reading this anymore. I can't do this to myself. It was just so fucking depressing. And, um, and it's all so current. Like we're not talking about things from two months ago and like i'll realize i'm reading about all these terrible things i'm like oh great these have happened in the last 48 hours yeah and again i know i know that i shouldn't i should at least stay moderately aware but some of it i feel like is not even worth staying aware of i feel like it's just it just does more harm than good to read it and obsess over it Yeah. I mean, obviously there's really important issues and there's a lot of things happening that are terrible that we need to pay attention to, but some of it, so many people just latch on to small things. And I guess I just don't have the energy to keep up with it. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. And for a while there was like, because I I remember, I mean, I've never had a Facebook account, but my argument was always just, just don't like it. I don't like what's on there. I've never liked the platform. And people used to say to me, well, that's the people you follow. Like, if you follow good people, then Facebook is good. I follow good people on Twitter. We've just reached a point where there's so much happening all the time now that everybody is talking about it. Like, people that I follow who never used the platform for anything political ever, that's yeah. all they're doing. Because and, and I respect it. I think it's great. But, I mean, there's there's 
editors and authors and musicians that used to use the platform for their work. And now it's like 75% life. And then the rest is, is work because politics and the state of the country has become an all-consuming thing for everybody. So I follow good people. I just, I just can't keep up. Can't do it. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell this like quick story. Um, and I fully admit that I'm in the wrong, totally, totally in the wrong. And I like, it clicked like the moment the woman sent me the email, but I referred to Marlo as a gypsy on my website. Uh, and somewhere in the back of my head, I like was like, don't do this because there's something wrong with it. And then somebody emailed me and was like, that's please don't use that word. You know, that's a racial slur. And, and I wrote her back and I'm like, oh my God, like, thank you for like clearing my brain. Like I was trying to get this thing published really quickly and made that mistake. And I'm so sorry. And I thank you for bringing that to my attention. And she's like, no, no, thank you for like being open to the criticism. And I appreciate that you changed it. And I appreciate that you listened to me. And um, I was like, you know, um, if when, when I first started Twitter, when I when I first got on it, and for several years after, like it was all about telling jokes. It was basically comedians testing out their work and making jokes and doing funny things. And it was like this really like fun escape. And I guess by design, what I've done is I've followed so many like women of color and uh, disability rights activists and um, like so many different people who have different areas of expertise, like educators, um, so that my timeline is full of like really, 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 really heavy, really heavy, heavy, heavy stuff all the time. <laughs> and sometimes I'm, I'm okay to absorb it. And there's other times where it's like, I can't absorb this right now. And um, I'm trying to learn and I'm trying to do better, but sometimes there's so much heaviness in Twitter and I'm I'm yearning for the stupid cat gif. Right. Um, That's not yeah. in response to something absurd. Yeah. Yeah. And, but again, exactly. it's hard because I know, like I know as a white man, I can ignore that because not, not that it doesn't concern me or bother me, but I know that I can. But I know that women of color, people of color, like all of these groups of people they don't have that option right like to ignore it is to ignore who they are and to accept a shitty situation so it's not an option and that i mean yeah. that alone knowing that alone and knowing that you can't must be absolutely exhausting yeah like our exhaustion is nothing compared to theirs no no, because we we have it and we know that we can choose to step away from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not to mention that Twitter is also just a massive time suck. I mean, even <laughs> even when it was lighthearted, it was a, it was a pretty massive time suck. There, there was. I have to put a link to this. <laughs> sometimes though, like. Sometimes, like, there's a gem on there that just, like, makes my day. Like, it turns my day around. And on Friday, as I was going through, it was just awful. It was just like, oh, my God, I got to shut this off. And I suddenly stumbled across um, Patton Oswalt. I follow him. Right. 
<laughs> he retweeted this video of somebody taking they're in traffic and they're like somebody in Adelaide uh what does it say it's basically somebody in Adelaide needs to like wake up real quick or is about to get a a real big surprise and they're in traffic and they're recording <laughs> the video of a, a gigantic what looks like a tarantula oh god crawling up the back of the car and going inside the crease between the hatch and the, the car oh, and going inside the car. Yeah. Oh, God. It's, a, it's like a seven-second video, and you watch the spider crawl into the crease of the car, and it's a huge spider. And the entire comments, all of the replies were so fucking funny. Like, I was crying. I was on the floor crying. I was laughing so hard because the comments were just hysterical. Oh, sure. And I was like, I was like, that is one of the things where that, like, <laughs> I needed that moment of, like, complete absent-mindedness and, like, like not absent-mindedness, but, like, like, like this, is, this isn't, you know, inconsequential video, but I needed it so badly. Yes. And every so often that happens. I just read on, I think it was maybe Sunday... Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. He he did a string of like 20 or 25 tweets that just started with let me let me say something about monkeys and their ability to scare the shit out of me. <laughs> and it's like it's this childhood memory of going to this monkey place in Florida. It was absolutely hysterical. Especially coming from from him. I mean if you if you know him, if you've seen him in anything like and then you read this story, Oh my god! It was exactly what I needed. Oh, have you seen Full Metal Jacket? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, in any like in Law and Order, in Daredevil, like, and yeah. then you read this story with those images in your head, I'm like, oh, this is <laughs> this is interesting. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's and it's an indulgence to have, you know, and I will go browse the Corgi accounts oh, and God. the cat accounts and the uh, Australian Shepherd accounts. I will just sometimes just scroll through those just to like, please heal me. Right. Jesus. Or like we rate dogs. That's a good yeah. one. That's always a good one. Yeah. Sometimes it is like it's just that need to escape just for a couple minutes. Or an hour. An hour later, you close it, and you're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, I scroll my phone with my thumb and text with my thumb and pointer, so the middle finger has not gotten in the way of that. <laughs> if it was my thumb, oh, I'd man. be done. Like, I don't know how I would do anything. I've completely destroyed my hands. We've talked about this from typing and texting and photo, mostly from photo editing. Really? There's something that, like, the repetitive movement of editing photos um, destroyed, like, the tendons in my right arm. And so texting is and writing is very difficult for me now. Do you use a mouse when you edit? Yeah. When I edit photos yeah. on the computer? So that's got to yeah. be because your hand is almost like a claw. Yeah. Interesting. And so, like, it's so repetitive. And, like, I would do hundreds of photos at a time or, like, one after the other after the other. And so the repetitive movement just completely fucked me up. I could see that. Yeah. 
And you don't so realize that it's like a frog in boiling water, like that analogy. Like you don't know it's happening. Yeah. It's just so gradual. Yeah. And like sometimes like I would get to the end of the day and I'm like, oh my God, my arm is just aching. Like what, what is wrong? Oh, I edited 400 photos today. Right. <laughs> With the same eight clicks and the same wiggle of the mouse <laughs> over and over and over. Um, so I text like a, I text like a really, really old person. Like, which is which is how exactly? with my with my forefinger oh yeah yeah i use i text with my right thumb and my left forefinger which is which is weird it doesn't sound normal but it's actually really efficient although i i have to i have to admit though i mean i work as a writer i am I don't know if I've ever if I've ever said this. I am a highly skilled hunt and peck typer. I've never learned how to type properly. You're a high, highly skilled what? A hunt and peck typer. Like I can't put oh, my whole seriously. Oh, yeah, but it's it's very advanced though me? because most hunt and peck typers use like their their pointer fingers or forefinger on each hand and that's it. But I use both use? thumbs, both pointer fingers, and both middle fingers, and I can type ridiculously fast without looking with just those fingers because I know the approximate distance of all the keys just instinctively. <laughs> and I've had so many people comment like, for one, why do you type like that? And for another, how do you, how do you do it? How are you that productive? I'm not proud. I cheated my way through typing and now I'm paying the price, but <laughs> so now you understand why my middle finger is really important because it's one of the six I use. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, that's going to bring me around to just a really quick story. I learned to type on an IBM typewriter because my dad worked for IBM for 35 years. Okay. You know, like the typewriter that actually had like a race. You had like a race. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. You could erase. Um, but like a fucking typewriter. And I remember, and I used to type my homework in fifth grade. Okay. All of it. Uh, because I was that person and um i remember just getting super 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 mad that i wasn't better at it um like being frustrated that i couldn't type faster than i could than was doing and like i remember like throwing something across the room anyway the reason that reminded me of this is uh i attempted to make a cake my mother gave me the instructions and i attempted to do it on saturday for the people that came over okay and it was a disaster it was really 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 bad did it i mean was it was it edible it was absolutely edible it just wouldn't come out of the pan oh yeah that it was supposed to come out of and so it just it just when i turned it over to get out of the pan it fell apart and um I had had a really long week and um, a really long day, and I felt like such a failure. <laughs> Did you cry about the cake? I almost cried about the cake. I was like, I felt like such a fucking failure as a human being about this. <laughs> like, it was devastating. Like, it shouldn't have been, right. but it was. And so Cowboy was still um, snowboarding at that point, and he gets home, and I am on the couch and he can see that I'm upset <laughs> and he came over and he was 
so loving and giving and like it was what I needed in that moment because it was like he's like it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay and you know like it's good that he was loving and giving but you know in his mind he's like it's just a fucking cake like this is everything's gonna be all right he's like her children come by (laughs) their moods naturally (laughs) (laughs) that's how that always works though i mean i bake all the time and i'll just bake for no reason and everything turns out perfectly and then i have to bake for company or for a purpose and it fucks up at least half the time yeah the same thing i've been baking over and over and over again and for no reason like everything is the same it's just it just happens yeah it's a cruel joke i was I was really, 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 really upset. I should not have been, but I was. And I, like, I'm saying, yeah. But at least you acknowledge it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I worked through it, and afterward I was like, oh my God, Heather, (laughs) it was ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. But again, like at the end of a long day, a long week, that's the kind of stuff that just... Well, he sat down next to me. He said, Heather... Um, you wrote a book. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. Like, it's okay if the cake flopped. No big deal. You wrote, you wrote a book. So I just want to remind you of that. And so I started to laugh. So it was good. And people ate the cake and it was all fine. No, no one ate the cake. No, it, no, okay. uh-uh. so, no I threw it so away. it wasn't that fine. It was, okay. it was, it looked, it looked like a disaster. So I was not gonna, uh-uh, no. <laughs> no. Well, it was the effort next time. Oh, and before I forget, I think I mentioned it a couple weeks ago that all of the lingering Patreon rewards were going out. They have officially gone out. This is a late update, but they've gone out. If for some reason you're listening and you don't get yours in the next, I don't know, week or so, less, then let us know. Please just send us an email and we'll make sure to get that in the mail for you because it's very possible that we missed one. And we would love to hear uh, your stories about time change and twitter and being sick and what other hole did we go down today i mean slamming your finger in a garage door but that's probably a pretty rare rare thing your medical bills there we go um yeah we would love to hear from you uh at stories at manicramblings.com and on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Manic Ramblings. You can find us there. And on Patreon, patreon.com slash Manic Ramblings. Yes. Correct. Yes. Also, I'm going on tour. Yeah. Coming to a city near you, maybe. And if you're signed up for Heather's newsletter, deuce.com slash book, yeah. you will know that because you announce them in your newsletter. Yeah. With lots of other good stuff. So definitely sign up for it. It's worth it. Until next time, try not to slam your finger in the garage yeah, Especially not on a Friday before a time change. The Friday before a time change, seriously. <laughs> Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.